Welcome to A Page in My Journal by the Gate and Ward podcast. Your hosts today are Shalise Nance hey. and myself, Susie Romans. Hey, Shalise, how hey. are you? I'm doing well. Today was a good day. I got to go to Costco and I had a hot dog for lunch. Oh, man, what a hot what a hot dog day it is. Well, and it's always fun to go there and eat those samples. Every time I go there, I think about Jan Anderson and Fred Mullins and because their mom used to work there, Faye. And when I would go there, I always felt that even though Faye didn't know me, I felt that I was had to be careful to make sure I only took one sample because if she knew that maybe I took a couple, that she would come back and tell um, Fred on me. Oh, <laughs> hey, I remember Faye. I saw Faye all the time in Costco. In fact, I know all the people in Costco. I've been going there for so long. But Faye and I would stand and talk forever, and we'd have to stop talking so people could get their samples. But <laughs> some of my favorite times with Faye were in Costco. That's great. Okay, well, we are excited to have another podcast today. And so, Shalise, who do we have here today? Well, we have Kevin Scruggs and his wife, Vicki. Vicki's here to make sure everything goes as planned. Just joking, Vicki. But many of you know that Kevin and Vicki are newlyweds, if you will. So, Vicki, how long have you two been married? Be two years in November. Okay. And they were sealed in what temple? The Raleigh Temple. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Well, before we ask any formal questions, Kevin, we want you to have you tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I was born, I was the oldest grandchild of Claude Powers. He had 21 brothers and sisters, and his, his parents were first members of the church in this area, late 1800s. And I have three children, and I'm remarried to Vicki, and we're starting over with the Brady Bunch. We have each have three children apiece, so we have the Brady Bunch of these days anyway. That's awesome. Kevin, what are your three kids' names? Uh, the oldest girl is Morgan, and Taylor is the middle girl. She's 28, and Dylan is 23. Okay. Good. And Morgan is, 20, is 33. Okay. Um, I want, we're really happy to have you in our ward, Vicki. We've loved that you've joined in, and we fell in love with you. We watched you guys in your courting, and we were in your courtship. And then, wow, we thought, ah, it's going to put a ring on her finger. <laughs> so we were very happy when you came into the, the crowd. I've known Kevin a long time and have loved him, and now it's so fun to have you added into the mix. Thank you. And today we're interested in hearing the story about your daughter, Morgan. Kevin, there's a lot of people that are, are new in our ward and may not know the story. And so can you just tell us a little bit about Morgan and her situation? Well, Morgan was born in 1989, in January 30th, and... Uh, she was my first child, and we loved her to death. She's the best thing that ever happened to me, and also one of the worst things that ever happened. We were, um, she was three and a half months old, and I played ball at the time, softball, and we were going to a game that night. I can remember, this is 33 years ago, but we were playing ball. We had finished playing, and as we were coming off the field, Another team was on the field warming up to start their game. It was softball, so they played three or four games a night. And my wife at the time was pushing her in a stroller across the parking lot. And um, a, a, a boy that she went to school with overthrew the ball, and it went over the fence, and it hit her in the head. Well, at the time, I heard somebody say, it was my mother, she said, oh, Lord, it hit the baby. Merle Scruggs was her name, and... I found her later that my dad had hit the top of his, he ducked to miss the ball and dusted, hit his two fingers. 
but the ball still struck her in the head. Well, we were lucky to have an ambulance there and a deputy sheriff. And she wasn't breathing. And the deputy sheriff had to breathe in her face to get her to breathe. And she started breathing. Well, they put her, put her in the ambulance and took her to St. Mary's, but part of the way down there, they called to us and told somehow or another they couldn't take her to St. Mary's because they had no tra trauma care for an infant that small. So they had to ship her to MCV at the time, NAS VCU. But uh, we all went down there, the ball team and my family and all. And uh, my home teacher at the time was Bill Haynes. And I called him, and he met us down there. Well, Bill stayed all night with us down there. They told us that she wasn't going to live overnight. Her head had swollen up big as a basketball for a little infant. And um, they told my dad to, to get us prepared for her to die because she wasn't going to live. They said there was no way. So my dad and Billy Upton gave Morgan a blessing. He didn't tell me what the clergy told us he was supposed to tell us. He didn't tell us that she was going to pass away. Because Bill, I mean, Bill Upton and Dad gave her a blessing, and they felt that she was going to be okay. He came to me and told me this, my dad did. And uh, they asked me, did I need a blessing? I, I was all to pieces, so I, they gave me a blessing. And... You can imagine this happening. It feels like you're in a dream. But my, my dad and then Bill up and gave me a blessing. And during the blessing, it was told to me that my my family that she would Morgan was going to be okay. That my family, I guess when he said my family, my children to come, I had a picture in my head. It was clear as a bell, and I can see it today that I was. He told me I was gonna have three children, and at the time I only had one child, and I was like a light bulb hit me. It's like I sat up straight and never had the hands on my head for a blessing, and I saw this picture in my head of of Dylan, my son. He was standing next to a sofa. He was tall and thin. He had a tie on. My Two daughters were sitting on the sofa with their mother. One of those girls had braces on both legs. And this was Morgan. But this was Morgan at, an old, at an age of, I say, 20 or so. Yeah. She had, I saw it clear as a bell. I saw this. And at the end of my blessing he gave me, he said, do not ever forget this, this day what you've seen. And I never had, I never had. And Morgan having so much trouble, she was in a coma for two weeks when she went out. And so I, we never went home. The first six weeks, we never left the hospital. They would bring us clothes and food, everybody. And uh, they finally made us go home because they said, y'all, you're gonna be sick if you don't get some rest. Yeah. So people from church would come. You know, brother um, Ed Watson was a bishop. Him and Pat come to visit us one night, and, and just to see how we were doing. And, you know, we visited. It was a good visit because Ed's always been very close to my family, and um, 
So and then when they left, and like a half hour later, he come back. He came back and he says, I, "I said, what are you doing?" He says, "We didn't have a prayer with you." And so they came all the way back. He said, "Wait, they got all the way to Palm Road, and we were downtown MTV." Yeah. And he came back just to have a prayer with us. But that is a testament to me of you know that right there how strong that was to him. Well, and also just everything you were sharing, Kevin, about the power of the priesthood yeah. that was displayed that evening uh-huh. with your family and as ward members, the support and for we love Ed, don't we, Watson, to come mm-hmm. back. I really feel like angels were just administering to your family. I can I can remember it was a terrarium, and we were they were telling us different times that she may be blind, she may be a vegetable. We didn't know. I mean, even having this blessing, and it's always something going on with it, with something. And the first night we left her to go home, we came back. She was in her little crib crying her eyes out. Oh. The IV had come out of her foot and burned the whole top of her foot. She had nothing but blisters. Oh. And that was the first night. So that's we didn't trust that so much. You know, to go home. Yeah, you want to I stay. Can, I can remember sitting in the, in the like a stairway, and it went out to a terrarium. And I was just praying and praying, and, and um, I could hear my name called. It's like Kevin, and I look. I, I told my wife at the time. I said, I looked around. I said, I don't know who in the world would call my name. Just at point, and it did it again. It said Kevin. Just like it wasn't a solid voice in my head. Yeah, it was a loud voice, and there was nobody around but me. And it just this calming voice. It says Kevin. The third time she hit it, she's gonna be all right. Wow. So they give me peace, like a weight lifted off my shoulders. Where I knew she was gonna be all right. I didn't know what extent she was blind at the time. Her, you know, her head stayed big as a basketball. You know, as big as a basketball. When the doctor, Doctor John Ward, was a head neurosurgeon, and he cut her, he cut her um, head open, and he said, "Just gush blood, just because his pressure was so much." He said yeah. the same, the same impact that a that she took a grown adult would have died. Who couldn't survive it because her head was soft. But I was going to say she was blind for for quite a while, and they told us that we, she may be blind, she may be a vegetable. They didn't know because over half of her brain was destroyed with, and or even going back to her neck where the brainstem is. Well, I remember walking around the um, the hospital. I would feed her lunch, and I'd push her in a little buggy, you know, around, and I could notice her. She would lay back, and every time we'd come up on the flush and right, she like she'd do this. And I knew after going on, I was like, she, she would open her eyes. She could see. Yeah. 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 So that, that was such a great feeling to me. Yeah. For that. when I, Every time we'd go on the flush and right, she would go, and I said, she can see. So that took that out of my equation of her not being able to see, and it made me feel so much better that she's able to see, you know. You know, like she's handicapped today, and, but she brings such a happy and joy to everybody around her. She's like a, has an aura about her. But it's not a day go by that I don't think how she would be if she hadn't uh, got hit with that ball. Yeah. You know? Well, Kevin, obviously this experience has changed your life. And what do you think, or how do you think Morgan has affected you as a father? For your next two children and a person, do you see yourself that you've really changed from that man that was playing baseball that day or softball that day? I, I didn't play a whole lot after that happened anymore. That 
all the family members, we're all a team. They want us to play, but I just lost my taste for it. I played some, but as a father, I just, it just, it made me more aware of people around me, the ha uh, handicapped people that are less fortunate than you are. As bad as she was, and I hit with that ball, when we were at the hospital, we had little stories of a little girl drowning in a hot tub, with her, and a little boy got shot in between the eyes, and the grandma, I can remember her hugging me and crying because he was brain dead. A little boy drowned in a mud puddle. We saw that every day because we were in the hospital. She was there for three months straight before she was able to transfer to Children's Hospital. So we saw so many stories, and I thought, I, well, nobody had this but me, but it was so many people there was going through the same thing. And it was this one girl that was 19. She had a preemie, I can remember, and she was Catholic. And I remember him having to bring in priest before the little baby died. Yeah. And it did die. To, she wanted to make sure to do that. And I was thinking what a blessing it was to me to know what I believe is in our church and our, the gospel that we have. And that, it gave me peace that way. But I just... It was heartbreaking, some of those stories, you know. And gratefully, you, maybe like many people that came to the hospital, you were able to bring your baby home. Yes, I would. Yeah. You know, it's an amazingly, as sad as it seems, it's an amazingly beautiful story because of the things that you've learned. And, you're, you know, you told us how much love she exudes. And... I wanted to ask you, how do you think having a special needs child has impacted your family and your extended family? Because we know that lots of people love Morgan. Tell us. Well, she brings happiness to people. And she makes you aware of, of things. It's so simple. Vicki says it's perfect. She says she don't see color. She don't see. She's not prejudiced. She's not. She loves people. She don't. And don't, she's got a streak in her where she don't, she'll squeeze your fingers, she don't like something, but she'll say something, <laughs> she will. But I'm saying she doesn't look at the world like we do. Yeah. And how pure she is. You know, she's not... Um, Judgmental. She's not. Yeah. She's really, really not. It's a real yeah. joy to watch when she, with the music in church, yeah, she's she gets not. really excited. And that is just, it's a thrill. We sit right behind y'all. So we've been... Watching her for a long time, and it's she you know, just she starts before everybody else. I know, I mean, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> I mean, that's one thing I've served in the primary, and I love it because Morgan will start the song going, and so it actually helps the other yeah. kids. So they're like, "Oh, okay, well, these are the, the first words." Yeah. I don't know if y'all at Ray's funeral or not. I was. Yeah. You was. You remember when uh, Dwayne's wife? Amy got up there and sung a song yeah, by yeah, herself. I did. And Morgan chimed in. Yes, I and did. And sung the song. It was oh very tender and sweet. It oh. brought us all to tears. It oh, was very gosh, sweet. Yes. Well, because, and to, for people don't know, I mean, Ray had a... She retired to keep her. Yeah, she had a huge impact on her life. Like you and said, she, she retired, retired to keep Morgan. To care for her. She did. That's incredible. Yeah, she did. Well, you can see the love when we talk about how she impacted extended family, but I think that our ward's an extended family to you. Sure. And I see yeah. so many people. I see Molly Keeney come yeah. in, and she always tries to find Morgan to sit with her and different people that have a real special relationship with her, and that's that's a credit to all of you for the love that you She show. will go out of her way to speak to people. And it hurts me as a dad to see some people not being pay her any mind, not that... that that matters to me as a dad, you know, and to see her the way she is. She can 
shine light where I would be like, oh, man, you need to speak to me. Like, I want to, you know, yeah. she's like, you know, she's going to the next one. You know, not, don't bother. Her. Well, I mean, and I think that's really a great point. So how can we as a ward or just people um, help Morgan or interact with her in a better way? Treat her like a person. I mean, treat her, don't be, don't stare. I mean, yeah. I've told people she used to, you know, she was in a wheelchair till she was eight years old. She didn't learn to walk till she was eight, and I, and people would we'd be in the grocery line or whatever, and people would look. I said, you can ask questions. Or don't you know? She's not gonna she still have any disease or nothing that'll yeah, hurt yeah. you. You know. I think sometimes people are just afraid. They yeah, don't want to say the wrong thing, or they don't, they don't know no, exactly. Yeah, you know, but right. but you kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but maybe just put it say it again to us because it was so powerful how you've seen God's hand in your life in learning how to care and support Morgan. Well, one thing I cannot, I cannot deny God cares for each one of us. I look at myself, I, my wife gives me a lot because I don't consider myself so great a person but uh, whatever, but he cares, are, he cares about all of us. He, he, I've just had too many experiences with this being through the priesthood that I know I cannot deny what I know. And I can't deny my story and I can't, I've had other similar situations that happened to me in my life that's been too strong for me to ever deny it. I would like to be one of those people, if somebody come up to me with a gun and said, do you believe in Jesus Christ? I would say, yes, I do. Yeah. yeah. I can see that. That's yeah. what I would want to be able to do. That's powerful. And, you know, you've, you've, you're a special person, Kevin, to be able to recognize the Lord's hand in your life and to be able to to love and support Morgan and to accept all the things that have come with it. Yeah. Thank you so much, Kevin. Is there anything else that you would like to add? No, I just want to add, I love my wife and she's been a big help to me and my family that's passed on. My grandparents and my parents would love her and she fits right in. Yeah, everybody life. loves Vicky. She, she does. <laughs> fits that, right in. I agree with you, and we have Vicki here, and we love you, Vicki. And I've been so lucky. I've served with Vicki the past couple years in the Relief Society, and I've been lucky enough to see the love and compassion that you have for everyone. And if you can, Vicki, do you want to share with anything the feelings that you have for Morgan since being married into this family? Well, Morgan just is a bright light, like you said, and you just can't help but love her. She is. She's just so loving in return you know you just can't help but love her and one thing I do want to point out when Morgan got hurt Kevin was not in the church he was not active we were you know since Bill Haynes was a home teacher my wife at the time was taking lessons from the missionary really yes so he always questions why you know he wonders why sometimes this happens yeah. you know why did this happen to sweet little Morgan because she was a precious innocent child yeah and one of the as an outsider looking in, one of the things I thought was that her purpose in life was to get him back on the path to righteousness. Yeah. As he is one of the strongest people I've ever met in the church. His testimony is unshakable. Yeah. And that's one of the things, one of the biggest things actually that attracted me to him. Yeah. Is his testimony. This is his testimony. Kevin, we ask every, at the end of every podcast, we ask this question. Share one thing that you want your posterity to know about your testimony of Jesus Christ. Uh, all of these things are true, and the church is true. 
And I know God knows me. And I know Jesus Christ died for me. And, and it breaks my heart to think he had to do that. But I know all those things are true. And I want, I said this is my mama's funeral. When all, all the children were there at church, all my, I have four brothers and one sister. All of them that were there at church. And I, and I said, when I spoke in my mama's funeral, I said, my mama would be so proud to see all of y'all sitting at this church. And I said, that's what she wants y'all to be. And that's what I said. And I meant that. Yeah. How important it was for them to have that in their lives, you know. And it's a daily struggle to get them to do that. <laughs> well, and the thing is, we're all working and striving, you know. So, Kevin, thank you so much for sharing that. And Vicki, thank you for being here, too. You have really affected everyone, and I'm so excited for everyone to hear the story of you and Morgan. It's been a real blessing to be here tonight, Kevin, and mm -hmm. to hear you talk about it and the experience that you had. It was, you've had a special experience that not everybody gets to have when you talked about the things that you saw, and um, that's going to really impact me for a long time yet to come. And I think we're, we're all crying here tonight to hear crying sadness but tears of joy from the wonderful things that you shared. Kevin, thank you so much for being here tonight, and Vicki too, and for being part of our Gaten Ward podcast, A Page in My Journal. Join us next time as we speak to another member of our Gaten Ward. Take care. Bye. 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 <laughs>